dark in doorless chambers, where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. <laughs> Secret Weapon 9, then, Brett. Let's talk about Secret Weapon 9. I believe that you might have a bit of information that you can share with us, some whispers, some rumours, but it's probably all unknown at the moment because I think we're probably a few years off of Secret Weapon 9. But let's talk about it a little bit anyway. So what could Secret Weapon 9 be at Alton Towers? And also, where could it go uh, in the park? Because I'm... Me thinking about it, I'm just thinking I can only think of the spinball wizard area, perhaps. Um, and if so, it can only be something on a small footprint. So, what could secret weapon be? Maybe what do we think? That's a good comment you made about spinball. I don't know if anyone remembers back in like 2008, potentially eight to 2010. Uh, on Towers released a 10 year plan that is probably finished now. Um, but part of that plan was a relocation or removal of the spinball wizard site. Um, yeah. so that's a good point. I think if they ever got rid of Spinball Wizard, however, it would be an expansion of CBB's land because of how well it's done. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think that we'll see anything significant there, especially with it being so close to the the towers and, and that kind of great kind of site as you come in through the bottom of Tower Street. I think that they will eventually, if they do get rid of Spinball, that'll be CBB's land, an expansion of. Um, as for where SW9 could go, um, the, the main kind of rumour that's going around at the minute, um, and I don't remember for sure, I think that potentially someone somewhere saw a plan that suggested the car park by Air slash Galactica. Right, so yep. that would make it either an extension of Forbidden Valley or a new area in itself kind of down that bottom end i don't know if they would use the full car park that's a massive space however the bottom half um past say uh the extraordinary golf onwards yeah it's a good possibility uh they've already got the entrance there that side entrance that sometimes hotel guests use uh that's already been done out recently as well with uh signs coming from the hotel to the restaurant and stuff like that so I think that it's a good a good place for for SW9. As for what it'll be, who knows? I would love. Oh, go on, Brian. No, I, I was just going to say it has to be something. You know, Alton Towers always want to be the first daughter of, of something. Uh, I know Rita wasn't really a first, but um, you know, Rita wasn't really officially. Uh, it wasn't Rita really wasn't a secret weapon. No, it, it wasn't. So I think that was, I think when Rita came in, wasn't that between when, in between two, or was it one of the two swords um, developments um, and they kind of dropped the secret weapon thing and that's when Rita came in and then the secret weapon thing came back, I think when Merlin took over. I don't know, I might be making that up. 2006 but, um, was Rita, I believe. 
Yes, I believe so it was around yeah, it that would time. have been the end of Two Swords Days. Yeah, and I think they kind of dropped the secret weapon thing, did Two Swords, and I think they had an opportunity to obviously install Rita, and I think they went for it. And on reflection, it was a good installment at the time. I know, I know some people say you know it's not really you know fantastic but um i think there's a lot of people who really like it as well and it is a really good attraction um i love rita let's yeah, get this I... out of the way right now and i feel like this deserves its own episode right here um <laughs> please stop saying everyone out there watching this video or anyone who's not watching this video tell those people we can't replace rita with a launch coaster it is one <laughs> do that. Who, who, who wants to do that <laughs> everyone it's literally all i see all over facebook and all over forums is i think we should get rid of rita and put in an intamin blitz coaster okay that would be better but that's not going to happen yeah i mean that would that would that would be awesome but rita is it's a solid attraction it's still relative you know it's still a pretty modern attraction it it works it doesn't have loads of downtime um i think it's really solid i can't see that going I, that certainly won't be going for sw9 anyway so sam what were you going to say Oh, I was just going to say, I absolutely love Rita. I know there, are, I know it's a bit of a love-hate Marmite situation, but I absolutely love Rita. I think it, it it has a nice punch at the beginning of in terms of speed. Some loving little bit, some loving little sharp turns. Much more enjoyable than stealth. I actually prefer it way over stealth mm. um, because I find stealth is just too short. You don't get much bang for your buck. Um, so absolutely with the Rita fan club on that one. Um, also. <laughs> In terms of SW9, okay, this is what I'd love to see, is some sort of indoor coaster. Now, I know, like, that can be kind of hard when it comes to uh, the logistics of it, and you have to make it smaller, compact, and making it a world's first, you'd have to sort of put in some sort of different element or strange element that maybe hasn't been done either in the dark or inside or something that makes it unique. But my reason for the wanting an indoor coaster is because I think... Not only do I love them, and I think they're, they're, they add a, have a certain amount of mystery to them, and you can go crazy with the theming and with the special effects. I wrote an article about it. You can check it out on my blog. Um, but um, but I think if they did put SW9 inside and it was like an indoor coaster, then it means that you could have that running 365, right? So it means that even when they did their Christmas event or their uh, half-term events or, you know, during their kind of, their kind of semi-events during the closed kind of ish season that they could keep it open and keep it running um and uh, and keep it you know more more operational if you look at parks like disneyland paris the reason why a lot of the time they can run 365 is not because necessarily they're a disney park even though that's what all disney parks do it's because a lot of their stuff and the bulk of their things is inside which means they're protected from you know the weather and any kind of um sort of weathering issues so Really, I think if Alton Towers could make SW9 inside in some capacity, whether it be in the dark or otherwise, or heavily themed, an IP or an original concept, then I think that could go um, 10 times the length in terms of operational needs, in terms of how long it would be able to run without any kind of kind of repairs or weathering issues. You know, it would just... And you're in a controlled environment where if it's too hot, shove the AC on. And if it's raining, then you're undercover. I don't know. It just makes sense. 
Yeah, and that would actually make a lot of sense if they were going to use the car park next to Air, because obviously it'd be pretty close to the hotel then. That would be the closest coaster to the hotel. So if it was going to be um, you know, a ride that could be used all year round, it'd make perfect sense for it to be there. It wouldn't make sense to you know open an all all year round roller coaster, say, over in X sector, because you'd have to have people kind of traipsing over the park. But if it was going to be, so if it's going to be indoor, if it was going to be on that car park, what would the world's first be, though? There has to be a world's mm. first, surely. I, um, I mean, with Wicker Man, we, we saw a kind of not really a world's first. We, we mm. saw a step away from that, you know, has to have a, a record breaking ride of some sort. Um, so actually, in a weird way, I think maybe that was the first step. Wicker Man was the first step to, to Secret Weapons just being really good, high-quality roller coasters rather than, you know, this has to have 15 loops this time. This has to have a faster launch than the last one. This has to have a steeper drop than the other one. Uh, so I, I, I think maybe it will it'll kind of come away from that because the only two we've had that aren't really complete world's first are Wicker Man and Nemesis. The rest have had kind of world's first or world's only or world's most tags to them. So, yeah, it would be nice to see another one of those that isn't. However, it's very marketable to do so, uh, which leads me to think that are they potentially looking back to the good old days of what they used to do with B&M? And mm. uh, I don't know if anyone spotted this. There used to be uh, – it, it was maybe – mid last year there in a b&m factory there was a sticker on the side of a piece of track or something that said surf coaster i don't know if anyone saw this wasn't this it, wasn't it a hoax i thought this we was don't, like we a... don't know uh, and um, then it went into loads of fake plans of stuff coming out um yeah. but that made me think of does everyone remember the the 4d coaster plans that that b&m potentially had which would have literally been uh, a, a 4D wing coaster similar to the 4D coasters we see, like X, X2 and stuff. Um, and I know for a fact that they have actually been trying to do that. They just haven't got round to it because B&M being B&M, they don't do anything until it's absolutely 100% the most reliable thing going. Uh, so with the uh, a load of extra work, maintenance, moving parts that are required for a 4D coaster, maybe... Alton Towers would put some more money into looking into that concept. That would be interesting. Could you imagine a 4D coaster, B&M, in the dark, with like a ton of like rock and roller coaster, like flashing lights, like strobe lights, as you're doing the flips and you're just in the dark flying through with all these lights going around. You'd, oh, that'd be wicked. The building <laughs> would have to be the size of the thing that is in, uh, in, in uh, what's it called, the Truman Show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a massive dome, a big Just, warehouse. Yeah, I mean, um, it feels it feels like that would be a very significant investment, but um, it kind of feels like Alton Towers. I don't know if it's going to be a secret weapon. They can't go halfway, can they? It has to be. I mean, they never they never invest in you know, the most, most expensive thing ever, you know, like Wicker Man is, uh, is you know, it's good theming, but end of the day, it's a modest uh, GCI. 
you know, the way you look at it, um, it's not a, a beer moth, is it really? Um, you know, so it, I, I, it's interesting. I just, I, I wonder if, um, you know, B&M, you know, if B&M are working on something like that, then it may be a case of, well, look, we've got this concept. Uh, we've built up this, um, you know, this track layout, which we know is going to work. That's reasonably modest, uh, modest. We can do you a good deal on it. It's marketable. Let's give it a go. And that's kind of like what Air uh, is as well. Air was the prototype flying coaster. Um, and that's why it's not the most thrilling uh, flying coaster because it doesn't have the uh, the pretzel loop, which was added later on. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be really good. Uh, B&M uh, 4D. In fact, it could it'd be a B&M 5D coaster. Uh, because you'd get all the kind of extra, you know, spray and smoke and lights and effects and maybe some 3D effects as well. So it maybe it'd be the world's first 5D coaster. Oh, there you go. And and I just think in those kind of dark controlled environments, you can do so many cool things with like illuminated near misses, like as as we talked about strobe lights, smoke, special effects, and. With everything being inside, I don't know, it always creates a massive element of mystery. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when you get through that building? Like, what's the queue line going to be? You know, what's the pre-show going to be? You know what I mean? It's all, like, the moment, you, you, everyone remembers the first moment when they went through into the Wicker Man pre-show for the first time. And everyone went, oh, wow. Because if you hadn't looked at spoilers, that I was... I did avoid spoilers for the best part of a year, actually. That I was incredible. Well. You know what I mean? And I just think, you know, we need more indoor experiences because in this country, you can't rely on, on the weather. Yeah. I do think the first part of the queue in Wickerman is kind of like a garden centre. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like garden centre, the ride that then kind of starts to get a bit more serious as you kind of progress through the queue line. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit like the Blackpool Pleasure Beach ad where the uh, where the couple wanted to eat the cheese sandwiches and then they end up getting on infusion by accident. Oh, and then... yeah, that's one of the oh, best yeah. adverts ever. Wait, what, isn't that what's a cheese? What's that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you got a cheese one? And then he eats it and he goes, oh, what sort of cheese was that? Yeah, what sort of cheese was that? Yeah, yeah. So it could be the same. It could be someone, you know, we're having a lovely day out. I want some potting plants, maybe a bag of compost, and and then you end up on the Wicker Man. Uh, so you know, it could happen. It could happen. You they, know, they, they do say it's pretty immersive, and um, if that's what they were going for, they nailed it. I guess. I mean, yeah. Garden Centre, the ride. Here we come. Wow, that's it. You heard it here first, guys. Uh, Super Weapon Nine is is Garden Centre, the ride. Gardens. and and garden centers are allowed to be open uh during the current time so it could be a, a bit of a loophole Go, goes uh, back to the 365 thing as well it could be 365 during covid perfect exactly i think we've oh, cracked yes. the code on this one yeah That's yeah <laughs> we've cracked that we have cracked the code we have peered uh, what if they put a garden center like an actual small little garden center shop in like on the outskirts of the actual towers gardens right could they then technically open the gardens up because it would technically be a garden, just a massive garden centre, even during COVID? Is, like is, what if they ran a shack and sold a anyway, couple of... Or, or, oh, no, they're closed outside. Stuff yeah. Time. But what if they like, opened up like a shack, put a shack in there, 
and was like, yeah, we're selling ice creams and wicker baskets. Like we're a garden centre. Well, they wouldn't be allowed to sell ice creams, but um, if it was legitimately, (laughs) if if it was legitimately a garden centre, then yeah, they could open it. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a problem at the moment, no. So we're giving them ideas, aren't we? We're giving them ideas. Yeah, ideas are free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did we did have an idea back in uh, April where we were we were waiting for Pleasure Beach to open, and we made a suggestion that perhaps the Pleasure Beach changes itself to a garden centre. And someone said, "Yeah, and the big one could be like a kind of monorail that goes around the garden centre." It already is. But we all but we all know that uh, the the uh the big one isn't a monorail it's actually yes thank you thank you there you are that one it is actually amazing and if you think it's a monorail you'd be crazy is is you'd be tripping (laughs) right okay so uh moving on then uh brett you have built uh, a model of ripsaw i believe that the the, well, the model itself was produced by printables.co.uk, I want to say. And then it you is, have yeah, printables with a Z. With a Z. And you've kind of fashioned this into something quite spectacular. So let's have a look. Talk us through it, Brett. Okay, so I, I yeah, I um, I helped uh, printables with their, their logo and stuff like that. And uh, I, I, was, I was given this very kindly um uh by Stuart Barmer who who runs printables uh and it's basically a, a 3d printed model top spin uh that has been adapted to to have similar theming aspects of of ripsaw um it originally started out as a, a just a general kind of goldy brown colored 3d print um and i thought right i really want to make this into as good as possible representation of of ripsaw it would be really cool. It was it was one of my favorite flat rides, probably in the UK. I absolutely loved Ripsaw. I am gutted that it left. Um, so I started painting it. So I started painting all the little details and rust and stuff on there. Uh, painted the little engines on on uh, the little engines, the motors on the side, uh, yellow with the the size to it. And then once I roughly painted it all, I ended up thinking, oh, okay. Rather than having this just stood on you know just on my shelf let's make the whole surroundings now you, I, you can see in this photo here i actually cut around it and there's other bits of drawings just on the outside that's because i was going to do the entire queue line and all the the scenery behind it and everything and then realize that i don't have a room big enough so <laughs> i cut it down to just the the, the pool in front of it and and mm. the kind of just the area it sits in uh so I thought, okay, I need to get the water fountains if I'm going to go this far. Um, so I cut little tiny pieces of plastic, clear plastic, and covered them in hot glue, let it drip down. And then I, I painted the, the base of it red. But then I realized, it, looking back at photos, that it was only painted red in like 2013, something like that. Um, so I wanted it to look like how it opened originally. Uh so I added the the wire that that held up all the the blue um, mm. bomb sticking off the side of it. Painted the water pool blue, and then I started making little tiny uh, fence panels to go around the outside of it. 
and then what was really cool was I, I managed to get 3D printed was was the back wall, the, the theming on the back. Um, and oh, that is so cool. Uh, like it was all brick and everything. Uh, so that's that's pretty much the finished model. I've still got to do little touches up here and there. And I only finished the fences and stuff on it last quite late last night, actually, whilst watching a film. Uh, so there, there's my Rixor model. I'm so, so happy with it. It's actually sat just uh, there on my shelf. That brings I, back so many memories of uh, being hung above those bloody fountains and uh, getting a squirt in the eye every now and then. A squirt <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> Sounds like my Friday nights. <laughs> I can confirm that is Sam's Friday nights. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, I, what I, the next thing I want to do now is I kind of want to do more right i i just think that, that that has turned out so incredible i've never done any scale model stuff before ever uh so i it was a bit of a a, a new thing for me and i i absolutely love doing it and the finished product is just so good that I, i'm trying to think of what i can do next now it looks so cool it's actually got me i'm like no i i want to try doing a model you have to show know, me right? it's um, so cool brett that is actually sick and it looks identical ah you must be so pleased yeah i am i'm really pleased with it. it it looks it looks so so good so i i do have i don't know if you ever remember coaster dynamics uh it was um, it was the inverted roller coaster model it had yellow track and it actually yeah. runs. I've I've got a, one of those models tucked away in an attic somewhere. Uh, so so maybe I do a section of Nemesis next, maybe. Oh, uh, cool! Like just, maybe just the the first corkscrew or something like that. Get the uh, cranes on. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm, I'm I'm tempted to to look at that next. That would be quite cool and have a little Forbidden Valley section in my in my office. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a model. Uh, if if anyone wants to to actually try it out for themselves, you you can get these from printables. They're actually on sale at the minute. I uh, can't remember how much. They're around forty, forty five pounds, something like that. Uh, considering that they take like sixty to a hundred hours to print all the individual pieces for it, well worth it. And if you can make something like this out of it, then I think they're incredible. Uh, so yeah, yeah, thank you so much for printables for for actually. Uh, sending me one uh, and I'm really glad that I could make it look this good uh, so I, I am going to put together a video of how I made it with all the kind of more intricate details but uh, yeah here's, here's to the next one might, I might do Nemesis next <laughs>